be all right. My name's Paul, got autism, and I make random videos based on my version of autism, the way my head works, and I stick them on the internet in case you want to watch them. Anyway, pen in hand to play with while I waffle my nonsense. And I want to be serious. So sometimes I do videos where I just have a moan, you know, love a moan. Um, but the ones which try and figure things out <laughs> from my personal perspective, um, because when I've done them, I don't ever want to have a lot of pre-thought. I want to press record and go for it because it's more authentic when you just waffle your nonsense, I suppose. And I want to talk about something I cover quite often in its own little way, but I want to do a dedicated video on it. And I'm sure I'll miss a thousand points, very sure of that. Um, but now I've kind of recovered from it, I want to talk about burnout, autism burnout, autistic burnout, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, you know, just to clear it up, autism burnout is not the same thing as an autism meltdown. Uh, when, I, when I did read a couple of articles, one of the articles combined the two, and uh, no, no, that's its own little topic, and I'm sure I'll cover that at some point, but uh, I try not to hit the focus videos too hard sometimes because I like to, I'm not an educator, you know that, I'm just a dude with autism trying to figure it out as we go along, just like most people are, you know. I'm certainly no expert on any of it. I've just got it. I'm just a dude with autism. Um, and I like to share stories and real life stuff as well, you know? So, um, yeah, I do want to talk about autism burnout because it's very real. And I know other people burn out. You know, you don't need to have autism to burn out. Everyone can burn out, but autistic burnout isn't born from the same place as a neurotypical burnout because the things that will burn out someone with autism, there's a lot of points and there's a lot of triggers in that, in my opinion, because that's all I can share, my perspective, my opinion, we're allowed to clash. Um, I'll still be a friend. You know, it's, it is very different from a neurotypical burnout because, you know, there's... I think I've said it before, but I can't commit to a single part of my day without fully knowing why I'm doing it, considering every possibility. Now, even if I was to go and get bread, I need to know what shop I'm going to, why that shop, why, you know, the timing that I'm, I've got to go and get this bread will determine in which shop I go to, because it'll determine which road I need to travel down. You know, which will decide on which uh, shop is busier from experience, which will know which car park is busiest, which car park's the worst to park in, which has more narrow car parking spaces, uh, which one am I more likely to get a ding in the car in because some people just open car doors and don't care about your car, which is so rude. Um, you know, and then I've got to know, remember the layouts of the shops and know exactly where I need to go. I need to know whether, you know, the shop has got checkouts with people on, whether it's got self-service checkouts, whether it's got a, 
like Sainsbury's has got something where you can scan your own shopping as you go through and then just pay for it at the end, which is my preferred because that eliminates even more people. Um, you know, all that to rattle through my mind where somebody else will go, I need bread. See you in a bit. Off to get some, you know, and they get in the car, favourite songs on, turn it up, drive their park wherever they want. I've got the same parking spaces over and over again in shops, shopping centres, you know, and I, 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 I like to know where I'm parking, you know. I just, I just don't have freedom of, of whatever. And I know that is true anyway, because the amount of times somebody will do something and it doesn't go to plan or they just don't put the thought into it and it fails and the response is like, oh, well. And I always think, how can you just be all right with that? How can you be all right with something failing when you had control where if you put a bit more attention into it, you would have secured a much more positive outcome? But instead it failed and now you've got to do it all again and you don't seem bothered by it. Now that blows my mind. I can't do that. You know, so to, to be able to exist unconsciously on autopilot is a very foreign concept to me. It's something I absolutely cannot understand. But neurotypical people, most of them, can do that in some way, shape, or form in their life. But even when I'm alone in my bedroom and it's sleepy time, <laughs> I, I lie in bed and I'm thinking of the house, like, did I lock the doors? I know I locked the doors. Okay, well, did I close the windows? Got to make sure, even though the windows are rubbish, got to make sure the windows are closed. Is my sleep mask available? Because if it gets a bit bright, I've got to stick that on in the night. You know, I, mean, I just, I'm, I'm always thinking. So I never get a time for my brain to recharge. It's kind of like having your mobile phone. And, you know, you know, it's depleting because it's not on charge and then it's like sticking it on charge, but then using too much of it. So the charge then doesn't work. So even if I'm lying there trying to relax, there's too much going through my brain. So I'm not recharging, um, you know, and it can lead to burnout and I burn out. And like I said, I can talk about it now because I don't feel as bad as I did. And, you know, you just got to watch the butterfly effect videos that I talk about, you know, and it was for a purpose. I, I had a workplace assessment, which for me and my type of autism failed because uh, it didn't consider me. You know, it considered um, overloads of sight, sound, taste, smell, touch. Whereas my autism, as I like to think about it, is based more around feeling, emotion, reaction, fight or flight. It isn't based around, does this make you feel overloaded? It's, I don't need things to be busy or too much around me for it to be detrimental. And obviously that's just a curse of everything in autism being designed by people who are not autistic. You cannot teach out of a book emotion and feeling and reaction. You just can't because it's a response. It's not something you can write a dissertation on. Because um, even I'd struggle trying to write how I feel 
in those moments. But, you know, in work, I burnt out. And it was a culmination of plenty of things. But, you know, the long and short of it is, I had too much going on, too much to process, had my finger in too many pies. I couldn't take that information apart, digest it, dilute it, put it in its correct folder and return it as fast as the information was that was coming in. And I was in a lot of situations where there is an answer, there is a solution. And you would give the answer or solution and people would not do it. And then come back to you a month later and go, what should we do with this? I told you what to do with it. Yeah, but we can't do that. Why not? It's just not something we're considering. So what else can we do? I told you, that is the answer. If you don't want to do it, I can't make you do it. But just because you don't want to do it, it's not like people disagree. They just didn't want to do it and then expect me to create more answers. You know, it's like having Google Maps and it gives you three routes to take and you go, nah, don't want to do any of them, but I still want to get where I'm going. And you just stare at the screen expecting it to go, oh, okay, and start creating more routes. But if there's only three routes to get somewhere, then there isn't another way. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just add too much and I am autistic as well. So not only was the, the, uh, the work dilemmas that were happening, which would have, uh, you know, broke even a stronger man than I, and the amount I was doing, I was doing the work of two or three people. I was helping people who were less experienced than me. I was helping train them. I was helping them do their job. I was traveling and doing things with some of them. Um, I was then getting involved in their work. So not only was I doing my work and the work of others, I was actually doing the work of others and assisting of the work in, with people in my team. And I took too much on and that's not good for anyone without autism but you know the reason autism burnout is different is because like i've said you don't go on autopilot or i don't go on autopilot i've got to stop trying to speak for people i'm just telling you my personal approach so you know i i've said it before but you leave the house you mask i mask I am everyone everyone needs me to be. I am approachable and considerate for people who are not confident. I am the jokey person and the laugher, the person who laughs first at jokes for people who need, you know, to feel important because they might be insecure. I just create myself to be everyone everyone else needs and the only person i'm not is the person i need me to be and i that that costs that's a, that's a cost to me that's me not being natural to me and that takes things from me so i can give to others you know the masking the only time that people think you just mask for very short periods and I don't. I mask from the second I wake up. 
the second I leave my bedroom, I mask until I'm lying in bed and I close my eyes to try and sleep and then I don't sleep um, and I lie there most of the night with TV scripts going around my head. And the reason I think of TV scripts and create TV shows in my head is because if I leave my brain to its own devices, it will create things I don't want to think about. Mm. But, you know, there is a, there's a lack of provision for autistic people in a workplace, for example. And obviously I'm giving you my reason I burnt out. And I burnt out because of the things I was doing in work. And there isn't a provision in work. You know, my workplace, every time you turn the computer on, there's always a screen of whatever the, the day, the week, the month is. You know, whether it's Eid, Ramadan, uh, Pride, autism, mental health awareness. Um, they had a South Asian heritage uh, month or week. You know, whatever it is, it's always there to say we're celebrating. But as much as they'll say there's a mental health week and, you know, the managing director will send out and the other CEO will send an email out saying, take an hour at some point this week, call it nature hour. You know, just, you just, you know, you can take it, but make sure you clear it with your boss first. And if you're taking it, make sure you take a picture of where you are and hashtag, you know, nature hour and put it up on workplace, which is a Facebook thing for work. And, you know, people have said, why am I not active on it? But if I haven't got Facebook in real life, I'm not going to have it for work. So it kind of makes you feel like it's disingenuous because it's not a case of, look, mental health is very important. Have an hour back on us. Do what you want. It's kind of like you can have an hour, but only if you go walking in nature, only if you hashtag and only if you upload the uh, picture to us. Um, you know, so that's how it feels. It feels like you're kind of being told, all right, if you don't want to do your job, you're doing this. <laughs> um, but there is a lack of provision for people who are autistic in a workplace because I'm not neurotypical, so I can't do the same things. You know, you want me to have, you know, when I apply for a job, it's a neurotypical application, neurotypical interview, neurotypical expectation. I expected to take 20 paid holidays a year. Uh, or 25, whatever it may be. But the reality is, and I've said this before as well, I don't take my work holidays because I want them. I take them because I need them. So whereas people will take two weeks off and they're going to Fort Aventura and, you know, they've got it booked for nine months down the line and, you know, every, you know, some people still have holidays left at the end of the year. That always blows my mind. I'm begging for more. You know, I, I can't do that. I end up taking my holidays as long weekends. So I'll take a Friday and a Monday off. Or when there's a bank holiday, I always try and take an extra day either side to maximize my time off without being too detrimental on my holidays. And there's a plan this year. It's like you can make 25 days stretch over 66 days all in all because of a bank holidays, weekends, and uh, I don't know, the day Christmas falls and things like that. Um, you know, so that's a difference. I don't take holidays because I want them. I take them because I need them. I'd love to be able to have them free and take them because I want them as well. You know, and it's kind of like I'd need to talk to my boss and say, listen, you're not autistic. You won't understand. However, could you please try and find some compassion that I find it harder to do this than everybody else? Not the job, 
the socializing, the mixing, the team meetings, the fake and pretend I have to do and the fake I have to be every day. You know, a great way to compensate that would be to allow me 10 extra days a year off. But don't I don't expect paid. I know it's me. I know I need the time and I would I don't need the money. I don't need you to pay me. I need the freedom of knowing those extra days exist for me. But then that can make it really difficult. It might not be possible through HR and be really, uh, you know, and then they're like, oh, it's just too tricky. We can't manage to pull that off. And if you want extra days, other people might want extra days. You can already buy it five extra days every year. You're like, yeah, you can, but that's people who want the choice to buy five extra days. I need the time off. You know, so there is a lack of understanding um, of, of how autism is. And I understand why, you know, it's uh, it's something that does affect people, but it's uh, a neurotypical approach as to why it affects people. And that doesn't help at all, you know, because when you do have the same expectation as neurotypical people, you will break quicker. You will burn out quicker. I did. I do. And what I've noticed is every single time I do, it takes me longer and longer and it's much harder to rebuild every time I do it. And, you know, I tell myself all the time, I just hope I've paid my mortgage off by the time I break when I can't rebuild again. I can't rebuild myself in my image. I just, just what I hope. Um, It's horrible. It's morbid, that, isn't it? It's not nice. Um, And it will be different. You know, it'll all depend on your resolve, uh, your type of autism, um, you know, what it is that burns you out. Do you have much control over it? Because when it's work, you really don't have much control over it, unfortunately. You know, and then it'll be the resolve and the uh, understanding of the people you work for, which will also make a bit of a difference. And of course, comorbidities, um, even though, yeah, again, it's something else. You can't say that. You know, more word police, um, you know, but if you've got something that goes along with your autism might exacerbate and, you know, increase the burnout, um, you know, the, 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 the speed it'll come on and the way it'll affect you and the way it'll uh, kick you when you're down, you know, it'll make a difference because I've never, I was never diagnosed with anything else, but I wasn't there for anything else. You know, and I've done tests online and, like the anxiety test, I got 40 out of 40. And I feel anxious all day, every day. It stops me sleeping. It reminds me in the night. It affects my toilet trips on occasion. Not like you needed to know that. You know, but having autism linked, you know, mixed in with anxiety, mixed in with stress, could have some ADHD in there. Who knows? Mixed in with imposter syndrome. If that's in there, who knows? You know, it all builds up. And the more you have and... I suppose the less it's known within me, the quicker the burnouts come. And, you know, it'd be great if I didn't have to suffer a burnout. It'd be great if there was uh, buffers in the way, but it's not the case. You know, I live in a neurotypical world and I try my hardest to be neurotypical, not for my benefit, for everybody else's. But if I drop being neurotypical with the act and I'm me, then I get attention for a whole nother reason. And I don't want that attention. I don't want the, why is Paul being weird? Why is he acting like that? You know, why, why is he rocking? Why is he, 
humming? Why is he doing whatever? Why, you know, I, I just, I can't do that because I don't want attention. I try to be Mr. Average for everything. So I just blend in because blending in means no one misses you if you walk out. You know, <laughs> you know if you say, you say you were at a party and you went to the toilet, but then from the toilet, you just left. You know, I want it to be like three hours later when someone goes, where's Paul? Not seeing him. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be at the forefront, you know, because everything you do, everything I do, I keep saying you, uh, <laughs> everything I do, you know, I've used the scenario before where I talk about coins, you know, or money. You know, it's like I have, you know, I get to a Friday, I have no coins left and I need an entire weekend to do nothing but recharge. And hopefully after that recharge time, I've got five coins left and Monday to Friday cost a coin each and I'm worn out and then I need to recharge again. You know, and I know people, when I mentioned this before, told me that there's a spoon theory. It's like you've got five spoons. But the problem with my autistic head is I don't know what spoons have got to do with anything. I don't need five spoons, but I need coins because if I have no coins, I'm spent. So at least there's a bit of wordplay in there for me in my uh, coin theory. You know, but I need to earn coins. I don't need to earn spoons. I can't earn a spoon. You know, if I got paid in spoons, I'd be livid. So, you know, coins will always work better for me because it makes sense. So, you know, if I'm. I, what happens is, you know, to lead to burnout, I will spend my coins too quick or I don't earn five coins for five days. I'll earn three coins for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday are a write-off. My mood's different. I'm short-tempered. I'm more scattered. I get so annoyed by the littlest of things because I'm trying to manage everything and I haven't got the energy level left. You know, and when you have them weekends and you can't recharge the five coins and you do get spent, that that leads to burnout. And it isn't a case of going, right, well, I've got three coins. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll freestyle Thursday, Friday. And then when it comes the weekend, I'll recharge five coins and back into the week after. No, because then you have got, you've got a two-coin deficit from the week before. So it's not really measured in weeks. It's measured in how often you need to stick that mask on, and then the coin is a cost to wear the mask. And you can fall into a deficit of days, and that's when you, I go, right, well, I don't have holidays because I want them. I have them because I need them. I'm two days out. I need two more days in for my holidays to recharge my coins to try and get back on an even keel and if i can't and i can't get it quick i burn out and i hit walls and i then you know feel horrible and you know my sleep gets even more affected my taste buds change when i burn out you know my skin feels different I feel like I'm looking through somebody else's eyes when I look in a mirror because I kind of feel like I'm numb. And it's not, a, it's not good. It's not a nice feeling because when you burn out, when I burn out, uh, I couldn't be any more useless to me or others. You know? And the crazy thing is when I do burn out, I don't keep masking for everyone else 
I've got to, re- I've got to return. I've got to, recl- I've got to become a recluse. I've got to shut the world off because if, and the, you know, and people, when, when something's up with you, people will go, Oh, you know, let, give me a shout. Let me know if you're all right and text you. How's everything getting on? But you need, I need to remove myself so much because what people don't realize, no matter how nice they're being, no matter who they are, everyone knows me with a mask on. Everyone. There is no one I can be fully unmasked for. I don't care how close you are to me. I don't care if you're my mum. I don't care if we've been married 50 years. I'll never be able to fully take a mask off. So everything costs, no matter what it costs, it still takes something. And that something still needs to recharge somewhere and somehow. So when I'm burnt out and I'm alone and I'm reclusive and I'm shut away and I just need that time alone by myself, it isn't for you to worry about. If I don't get that, I don't get to recharge. So even though my method might seem unusual to some, there isn't anything else that'll work for me. You know, and even then when you're doing that, because it's not a neurotypical thing to do, most people will need help from someone. I don't. I need me, you know, and so it's who to talk to. That's always... You know, people say when you've got a problem, talk to someone. You know, a problem shared is a problem halved. But this is autism and this is autism burnout. And we will all deal with it differently. Some people, you know, like one of the things when I did read the articles of how to help yourself when you do have autism burnout, it says get more sleep. It's the most important thing. And reach out for social connection. You know, join forums, people who've got autism and hashtag actually autistic. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of nice people who use that hashtag, but when I've shared stories with you guys about having conflicts, being told I'm wrong, people being aggressive with me because I'm not really into the rainbow infinity symbol because I prefer the puzzle piece, um, you know, quite a lot of linked topics with sexuality and autism, and I say, let's just focus on autism because what will affect me will affect someone else with any sexuality. That's not the relevance, uh, you know, because if we start focusing on that, then I'll get excluded. So let's focus on the singulars, the autism by itself, the sexualities by itself. And when we get enough knowledge and wisdom around the ideas, then we can start linking things together because it'll, you'll know enough, but just starting with links is going to exclude people and it's not going to be thoroughly beneficial in the long run. And I've shared that, you know, but then using that hashtag actually autistic and on Instagram, I've, that's where I've had the most resistance against me and my thought processes. And bear in mind, I'm never being hateful. I'm just offering an opinion because somebody has shared theirs and it might clash with mine. And I'm just after the simple, well, there is another opinion out there and people don't go, okay, well, I don't agree, but you know, it's good to know like I would, <laughs> you get, and I've, I've had abuse and people pile on and you get blocked just for sharing an opinion in there. So it never worked for me, even though I'm sure there's a lot of this, there'll probably be more good under that hashtag than bad, but I've, you only remember the bad, you know? Um, I just think it makes more sense to know who you are, Know your boundaries. I say it all the time, but you've got to know who you are. Learn who you are. What do you actually like? Never mind the world. What do you like as a person? How do you feel 
you know, or are you, are you that used to wearing the mask? You don't even know who you are. Cause that was the case for me, you know, with a late diagnosis, you know, cause if you don't know who you are, you can't pay attention to what you need. You can't pay attention to your wants. You know, is it the expectation, you know, of what's happening that is bringing you the burnout? You know, family expectation, job expectation, friend expectation, or is it the demands you put on yourself? Because I promise you, my reason for burnouts is I'm usually in a bad position because I've done too much and then people expect too much. You know, and I, I will look around me and think, why am I the only one feeling like this? Is it the autism? But then I see my workload compared to some other people and think, we're both still employed and I'm doing 600% more than they are. Hmm. Who's the problem? Certainly not them. It's me because I'm trying to help everyone because I think it's the right thing to do. But some people just take advantage, don't they? You know, find your triggers. That's another thing I would do. For me, timing is a big thing, you know, and not having enough information on something can make things worse for me. So that's why I shop late at night because I know it's not going to be as busy, um, you know, but the most important thing is recharging because sleep would be great if I could do it, but I can't, you know, but it's always having the time. So it's making yourself that important that you give yourself the recharge because otherwise you will burn out. And every time you recharge, you do lose a bit of yourself and it's not pleasant. So there we go. I've shared me and my burnouts. Um, I hope it helped somewhere. Um, but anyway, thanks for watching. And until next time, keep smiling.